Hey everyone, this is Aaron Neely and welcome to my podcast, More Sales Now. Today, I want to talk about culture and values. And in this context, I want to talk about culture and values in the sense of kind of matching you and your company and your offer with that of your customer. And I want to tell a story uh, from years ago about probably the first time when I really you know, ran up against a brick wall when it, it came to, to a bad culture and value fit. So I was selling this product. It goes into to nutraceuticals. And I was working with a nutraceutical company that, that was buying, buying this product. They were a big buyer. Now, I, uh, I spent a lot of time developing this customer because they were such a big buyer. And I, uh, I, you know, a lot of time on the phone, emails, a couple trips, a couple meetings out to their headquarters. I had a lot of time. And between the travel and everything else, thousands of dollars invested into closing this client. And in their meetings, they would always talk about quality. It's all they ever wanted to talk about. Now, this, of course, had me very excited because I was representing a very high-quality company, a company, frankly, that had a stellar reputation for quality. And so I, of course, was thinking this, this was a good fit. And so I pursue, I pursue, I pursue. Finally, I'm approved. I can bid on the business. And I bid, and I don't get the business. It went to to a lower bidder. And at first I was very kind of confused about this, right? Because I, I thought that that wasn't what they were after. And I knew I was a better quality company than the company that got the business. And it, it happened again and again. And the only time I would ever get the business is on, it, it was just a matter of luck. Like one time I just happened to be the lowest bidder. And looking back, I, I should have kind of recognized what they, what they were because I was getting feedback, not only from them, but from, you know, competitors in the market who I had a good relationship with, who really didn't like doing business with this company, despite how, how much of a big buyer they were. And it was all the same story everywhere that they were, uh, very sharp on prices, that they were very quick to take a discount for any sort of perceived uh, real or not quality issue. And in fact, they were of the, the practice that if they received something that wasn't up to their quality standard, they wouldn't give the vendor an opportunity to take the product back. They would still use the product and then take a discount without getting permission or giving the option to the vendor to take it back. Now, I never had a quality issue in working with them, but I knew other sellers who also had good quality who were working with them who had these kind of issues with them. And like I should have suspected, like the one common thread, the common theme behind all of these so-called problems, both in places you'd expect and you wouldn't expect, it was always them. 
So that should have been my clue. That should have been my my light that I was actually dealing with a pretty hardcore price buyer. That's all they really cared about, even though they talked a great game about quality. They really knew their stuff and they really weren't even interested in talking about price. They weren't really all that interested even in talking about service. It was always quality, quality, quality. But when it came time to do business, when it came time to spend the money, all they cared about was the price. And eventually I got wise. I finally recognized that despite the size of the opportunity and uh, despite the the request for volume and things like that, it just wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to be a good fit. I was I was selling I was selling a high quality product and they were looking for a discount seller. And so eventually I I kind of just took the L and and moved on. And my advice to you is be cognizant of these kind of smoke signals that you might get when you do business. You know, you'll you'll run across these things from time to time where their values and your values just don't line up. So don't waste your time, okay? See what they're doing. Move on when there's not a match. So I, uh, I hope you got a lot out of this podcast. Uh, I, I hope you put it into practice. And with that, I want to wish you all the best of success selling. Hey, everyone. This is Aaron Neely from More Sales Now. And today I want to talk about customers that just kind of drop off the radar, right? Or maybe you have a a sale and a customer that you're developing and it just sort of stalls and you don't know why that is. Now, this this happens to to a lot of us and I think it happens more than we care to admit. You know, things are things are going well, you know, we prospect, we qualify, we start working through the process of a complex sale, right? And then just it dies like it doesn't like it doesn't progress and we're we're kind of left wondering why that the you know maybe the customer quits taking our phone calls or stops responding to our emails something like this and i'm going to offer you uh, a couple couple of ideas about why this happens and what you can do to to take corrective action to to, to keep this from happening. Now, as a caveat, you're never going to get to a position where this never happens. But we can do things to mitigate it, uh, essentially to, to keep it from happening as often. And we're going to see some, some sales results uh, as a result of that. The first thing that I'm going to recommend you do is to map out your sale, right? And what this means, in essence, is... Start at the very beginning. Start above your funnel and basically identify every step along the way that you need to take to close a sale. Now, there's a lot that can go into this. And depending on how complex your sales are, there I mean, we, we could we could be talking about dozens of things that typically need to happen for for your sale to be completed. And I'm, I'm not going to go into all of them now because I, I like to keep these podcasts short, but typically what will happen is a customer will fall off 
the roadmap because you're not meeting certain needs and you're not meeting those needs because you haven't followed a process in order to meet those needs that the customer has. Now, you you need to communicate with the customer also because you know from customer to customer their needs are going to be different. However, that said, because you sell a product and they buy that product to solve whatever problem they have, there will be a lot of similarity and all of these common things you can identify ahead of time. And that's going to help you make sure that 90% of the time, at least you're going to be able to cover these bases. And then you can manage those customers' unique needs by exception as they come up. And that's going to really help keep you on track. Now, the other reason that customers fall off the map, and this is, uh, I'll start with an obvious statement, it's because they decided not to buy from you, right? And it's not that you don't have a good product, right? It's, It's that you didn't understand your position with the customer in comparison to all of the customer's alternatives. Now, we tend to think of alternatives in uh, in comparison to our competition, right? There's other people, they sell the same or very similar products to us. Maybe they went there, but that's not it. Okay, your customer has other alternatives. They They always have the option to whatever it is you offer, they could potentially produce that for themselves in-house. And then the last alternative that we don't think about enough is they very well might have decided not to do anything whatsoever. Just they've decided to make no decision. Now, this is why they do that. It's because they see one of those alternatives to you as being preferable to you and your product. And that's happened because you have a bad position with the customer. You have not presented yourself as the best alternative. This is frequently why customers will fall off the map. So we need to work with and develop our customers and develop our offer to give ourselves the the best position possible with the customer that's going to result in them seeing us as the best alternative compared to the rest of their options. So if you can work on getting good positioning in front of your customer, and positioning can be a lot of things. It can be quality-driven. It can be price-driven. It can be service-driven. Okay, all of you have to identify what the customer's desires are in order to get that strong position that's going to put you in the leading role compared to all of the alternatives. So that, I think, is why customers will tend to fall off the map. It either comes down to you're not checking off your boxes or the customer doesn't see you as the best alternative. So I hope you got a lot out of this and I hope you can act on this and and it will help you uh, put yourself in a better position. And with that, I'm going to wrap it up and wish you all the best of success selling.